Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Manor Post World Cup show. Yes, it's me, Ali from the Sunday Show, hosting and joining me this evening. It's maybe our first time just as a duo. How are we, Adam? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Very well. Um, I didn't think I was ever going to watch any of the World Cups. I thought it was going to be editor only, but I decided. Yeah, we tricked you into (laughs) it somehow. Three time you guys talking about in the chat has got me right in. (laughs) Uh, Right, Adam, shall we start with. We just start with England, since that's the one. We're starting yeah, with England. I think so. Oh, okay. Fr- freshest on our minds. I take it we've both seen pretty much the whole game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I watched it for about six <laughs> hours. Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, for anybody listening, obviously, it was no-no. Um, I, I, I've not got... So, I, mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't have as much issues about the starting lineup for Southgate. It was more the, no? the, the in-game tactics and substitutions. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, the, I think England moved the ball too slowly. I think Dave and Dave, um, Carl and I talked after the first round of games and just saying like, after the Wales USA game, like, what? Nothing about that scares you. Like they got t- they they were pressing quite aggressively. They tired off dramatically. This they, these lot will be for the, for the taking, like. But I felt like maybe England had that same idea, but decided that they didn't need to do anything to tire them out. So we didn't move the ball quickly enough. We didn't. We weren't really sort of inventive enough. It sort of felt like we were just waiting for them to tire out. They never really did. Um, in general, we were quite safe. We created very little. Um, I think I think there's only real two chances of note from England, the the Mason Mount chance just before I think which was just, just before, before yeah. half time, um, which gets tipped. Um, I think it gets tipped over the bar. Maybe it just goes over the bar, and then the Harry Kane head of it he puts puts wide just before in sort of like the eighty yeah, minutes, minutes like to go or something. Yeah. Um, beyond that, England were very flat. Like you said, the the tactics there was just a lack of inventiveness. I thought that you're you're. You'll you'll hate me for saying this. I thought England were better when Jordan Henderson came on the pitch. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't necessarily think that is because of Henderson, but I think that playing with two holding midfield players allowed us to be a bit more secure in midfield and give us a bit of a bit more of a base to play off. We we got a bit more of control. I don't think until that point we ever really controlled the midfield. I think that the game was just going going back and forth, I think. Um yeah, I think England have kind of got away with one there. I mean, it's a nice, it's a way to bring us back down after after scoring <laughs> yeah. six against yeah, Iran. You know what? It's probably that might be a good point. It may be very needed after that. Yeah, um, yeah. and obviously we'll come on to Iran later on. So that result looks actually more impressive. Um, but yeah, um, like you said, very neat. Like, and, and this you you will remember is that, uh, a friend of mine, and they talked about it a little bit in the commentary. Talked about how. 
um, the England performance in the Scotland game, in the second group game in the Euros. Mm. Well, look, England were, were quite dire in that performance as well. Um, and they didn't, it's like, like Southgate said off the gate, it's tournament football, you can't win them all. Um, my little brother, my little brother, I feel like my little brother I watched the game with is, should be on suicide watch at this point, but it was more important at those later stages in the game, it did become more important that we didn't lose that game than that we. we yeah, won. I mean, it's, it's it's not safe to say, obviously, because anything can still happen in this group. But you, you would you would expect England with four points to to be one of the two teams. It'll take something catastrophic. I think I think we'll probably have to lose by like five goals to Wales to not qualify and, 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 if my yeah. maths is if my maths is and, right and I given, think and given the performance today it would take a lot um, were you surprised yeah. there was only three subs made by England in this game or do you think by the time the subs were made do you think Southgate was quite content just to take the point I think we yeah. were probably quite content to make the, take the point I think that the subs added a little bit and maybe we could have done with some more. I'm not quite sure what else really you would have, could have done beyond sort of bringing on Foden. They talked about Trent in the, uh, in the post-match in the studio. I think again, as we're talking about a game that you don't want to lose, bringing Trent on is a bit of a risky move. Um, I, I, yeah, even I agree with you here. My, my only, I, I think, are you allowed the five subs in this? Yeah. So my, yeah, yeah, my yeah. I, I think Foden should have been on. Um, I think he gives you something else. And just the way he was playing and the way the game was going, I think maybe Kane was an option to come off in this. I know he's never going to. I think Kane, oh, Kane no, didn't, didn't come off, did he? No. I, I forgot that I assumed that Kane came off for Rashford. Saka, but you're right, Saka, yeah, Saka came Saka, off, Sterling, off for Rashford. Bellingham and ones. I think that... I think that yeah, Kane yeah. should have come off. I think he was a he was somebody flat. more direct, like a Wilson. Where Wilson, even Wilson and Rashford, yeah, you know, or Rashford could have come on for yes. him instead of yeah. and then Foden on for Saka. Be, perhaps. Do you know what that actually is? Probably if you wanted to use Rashford, that is maybe the more suitable option because Foden off that, yeah, and Foden middle. off that right or left, whatever way you wanted to do it with with Grealish, who obviously have that understanding and Mount's obviously really close with them as well through the youth set. I think. That that would have been a really good balance, yeah. Um, as you say, like the most important thing is they didn't lose the points there, um, and I think you summed up perfect what you said. Like they, they were just waiting on America to tire, um, and fair play to America, yeah, they, 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 they kept going, yeah. They didn't. They were the better. America were the better team. If you think they had the better mm-hmm. chances, um, they had the effort from was it from Pulisic or McKenzie that Rashford um, that Pickford tips onto I think the that bar. That was McKenzie, and the other um, one was the Pulisic corner, which. Pickford kind of let go near the end as well. That yeah, was... yeah. Um, they didn't have any massively clear cut chances where you're like, "Wow, we've dodged a bullet there." But the game just—it was a poor yeah. game. Yeah, premise, I mean, wasn't it? I think I heard the commentator say at one time that Harry Kane had more touches in his own. Uh, uh, Harry Kane had more touches in England's box than America's, which kind of sums up how how England went. And and Harry Maguire. He proved why he was Southgate picked him because he he was very dominant for a lot of the crossing. Yeah, he was immense. He was yeah. immense today, and I think that there's a lot to be said for the mentality around the England team in terms of the confidence they have in an England shirt that Southgate instills in them because they're they're his guys. 
Pickford's been in good form for Everton, but Pickford's form in an England shirt is always exemplary. Yeah. Maguire, similar. Yeah. It's it's very much like, I think we've all spoke about it at general times on whatever podcast we're on. It's very much like a, more of a club mentality now than yeah. obviously what it was like in the, the mid-2000s especially. Yeah, there's... An- it doesn't, yeah. So I, was, I, I actually made a joke in one in in uh, another group chat. I mean, sort of talking about. Um, I was like, oh, they're going to need to to raise the mood in the camp after this game. So someone better be out there inflating <laughs> yeah. the unicorns. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm also America. America with one point um, going into the last game. England with four. Two America points. With two, two sorry. Points. Yep. Uh, England with four. Yeah. Wales with what? Well, we'll come on to Wales around now, obviously. So obviously Wales then. Wales nil, Iran two. Um, now I didn't see yeah. that. I only seen the highlights, and in the highlights, I saw so this. Where Iran did the highlights? Did the highlights demonstrate just how garbage well, Wales were and how dom how well, dominant well, Iran were? My question. I, I the, the highlights made Wales look like a league free side against Man City. Yeah. yeah so like yeah. So yeah. Iran. Well. So yeah. I mean, what was your thoughts on the game overall? Obviously, bar bar that. Um, so obviously we talk about the the absolute horror tackle by oh, yeah. Wayne Hennessy that sort of sort of Harold Schumacher esque um, that somehow the referee gives us a yellow card yeah. originally takes v- takes VAR to get that right when I think I think someone from ten thousand <laughs> ten thousand meters away could see that um, he's just hip. Oh, I mean, it wasn't even a hip check, was it? It was like a it was like a scissor kick to the. To the around, not quite the face, but it was, it was late. It was um, completely deserved the red card. VAR gives it, and then um, Ward comes on in goal, and he doesn't do anything wrong for the goals. And the goals are very late. Um, there's a goal in the is it in the ninety in eighth yeah. minute of injury time, which is which was an absolute screamer, just a, a, a really great finish from outside the box on his right foot, curls it into the far corner. Um, and then, as they're sort of chasing the game, um, uh, there's a, a second from around on the break where there's Lovely a nice play, little, yeah. uh, ball, ball slipped in into, on an overload and he just dinks it over over the outrushing goalkeeper. Around with very good value for that that lead. That scoreline doesn't flatter them, even though it looks like a yeah. smash and grab at the end, I think. But if Wales had held on, they would have, been, they would have considered themselves very fortunate. Um, and before that game, that that had me uh, that had me feeling all good because I thought, oh, that we absolutely these, these Iranians look quite decent. We absolutely you know battered them. We put this we put this lot to the sword. And you're yeah, like, well, oh, yeah it, it, it's, uh, as we said during the England game, it's, it made the England result even more impressive. Um, yeah, eleven eleven hours later, I've come <laughs> back, down to back to normal. I mean, th- this yeah. game. I mean, I I had quite high hopes, not for winning, obviously for Wales, but. We we all spoke about Wales. They're very well structured. They're very you know they're they're just like a very good hard working team with, with with some real yeah. quality in certain positions that come. But unfortunately, looking by the highlights and from any Twitter reports I've seen from people talking about Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey just didn't seem to turn up in this game whatsoever. I think we I think you're exactly right. I think they're a team that are built with functional players around them. To, were built. They're sort of. 2016 onwards, mm-hmm. Wales especially have been a team that have been, functional players around Ramsey and Bale built to get the absolute best out of their two yeah. superstars. Um, Gareth Bale isn't the player he was anymore. He's still, but he's still shown himself to be a player who can 
Big deliver in, yeah. in moments. Yeah. The ball falls to him. Mm. He's the one you want. Aaron Ramsey, you can't play in central midfield and be like Aaron Ramsey and be that. You need to be more involved in the game. And Aaron Ramsey just looks yeah. done. Well, me. I mean, they play the 3 5 2 basically to accommodate Ramsey, really. But in that 3 5 2, they've also got Harry Wilson, who's. Yeah, who's like almost needs a free role because he's that type of playmaker. So, you, so you, you've yeah, and Joe Allen on the bench. You could have, you could have Harry Wilson playing in the What's, Ramsey role and and bringing bringing Joe Allen that, to which would facilitate have been him a bit yeah, more. Because obviously you're already giving Gareth Bale a free role and having Kiefer Moore do all the work. Yeah. So I, I feel yeah, I think you're right. I think this is maybe one tournament too many for Ramsey. Um, I mean, Gareth Bale has no excuse. He's still young enough. He doesn't play football for his legs to be tired. Um, yeah. Too many miles on the golf course, clearly for Gareth. <laughs> wow, but there's the, the, perhaps perhaps some of the injuries have taken the toll on his yeah. body instead. But um, and maybe the same <laughs> could be said for Aaron Ramsey. To yeah. be fair, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Wales. Do Wales need a miracle? Or Wales knocked out now. Yeah. Wales are knocked out. No, now. the comment. Yeah, no, they've got a point. Yeah, the they've got a point. So stands, it's still just about in their hands, but I think they need some wild things to happen. Like we said, I think they'll need to beat England yeah, by five goals. Yeah, at so least. They, yeah, because I take it, I take it. I'll come, does it come down to goal difference or head to head? It'll be goal difference, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, they can all qualify, but so I mean, Iran, Iran are on, are on three, as we say. Wales are on one, uh, America on two, and England on four. So all teams yeah. can qualify. I mean, the the Iran uh, America game will be. Probably the most exciting to watch, um, and yeah, because it'll be a straight knockout in terms of winner winner goes through. You yeah, win that game, you qualified. No to, well, I suppose a draw. Iran would take the draw, but Iran would take the draw. draw. Do you think? Do you think they've got it in them the way America press and push on? <laughs> I mean, the way that that I think that will actually yes. be a really good game. It's, it's actually like a point that Chris alluded to in our preview show. Is it's quite annoying that the games unfold like that. I suppose partly you need it to be the third game for the Jeopardy, but it does mean that England fans, especially you, might decide to watch the <laughs> yeah. uh, the <laughs> the Iran the Iran USA game. I can't bring myself to do that. I will have to watch England Wales, but um, yeah, that will be where the excitement and the real Jeopardy give, will be. I think it's a shame. A shame yeah, that they're at the same time. Through, uh, so you can watch the England game and there I'll give you audio updates through the game. Um, yeah. Right. So let's go to what was the earlier game, Adam. Um, let's go Qatar, to the Senegal. Senegal game then. So that was um, so Qatar knocked out with a three-one loss to to Senegal, um, and they actually put up a decent performance in this. Um, I mean, the, the, mm. in the second half, sorry, before the goal. I mean, obviously Senegal went. Yeah, sorry. I, I was going to say there we go because I left at I left at half time just yeah. after half time when they when the second goal was scored. Yeah. I was like, this is um, done. I'm then, going. So after obviously, so we'll talk about the first two goals. I'll say Dia and and is it. Daichou, I can't pronounce it, but um, put Senegal and I mean, both goals very avoidable. Qatar were awful defensively. Yeah. Um, the first well, one, the the, um, the die goal is obviously yes, the yeah. slip, isn't it? Where it slips and sort of hits and ricochets off the defender and just falls into Diaz's path, and he just s- s- hits it with power, but the side yeah, very difficult. Yes, and it just <laughs> and the uh, and then the first goal is just a free. Yeah, the second header. one, sorry, yeah. Yeah, just after half time. Yeah, second. Sorry, just just yeah. comes across from the corner, free header near post. Keeps all the power on the ball. Keeper doesn't. Not really much the keeper can do, but 
the markings yeah, pretty just much non-existent. So, yeah, so after that, as you say, you walked away. But Qatar were... Yeah, I've seen the high, I've seen the goals in the highlights, well, but I've well, only well, seen the goals. the next 20 goals. minutes, uh, I mean, Mendy made two really good saves. Um, and I, can't, I, don't, I don't know what defender it was. Made a, made, a, made a nice block as well. Qatar were... And they took their goal quite well. Uh, didn't, what was the goal? Yeah, it took the goal. Yes, nice and yeah. nice, and they got a little goal. Um, Bless them. And then obviously, right away, it was almost what three minutes or four minutes later, I think. Senegal went straight up the park, and was it six, six yeah, minutes it later? Felt, according felt to this, yeah, and that just killed it off. And um, I, I now worry for the rest of the World Cup now that Qatar are out. <laughs> Um, I don't think it was ever a tournament where the, the host was going to go no, too far, no, though, was no, it? I couldn't, I couldn't see it. Um, I, I mean, they got their goal. I think the, their first shot on target was the, the 52nd minute of this game, I think it was. Uh, that was the first shot on was target it really? in, the, wow. in the competition. Um, <laughs> in the tournament. I remember they, yes, because I remember they talked about they added up the, I think Jonathan right. Pierce added up the minutes. <laughs> And uh, after halftime, we're sort of talking about how it'd been like 156 minutes of fo- <laughs> of football without a shot on target oh. or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've been they've been poor, and maybe that was to be expected. I mean, we let I let Chris gaslight <laughs> me into thinking they were good on the previous show because they're the the Asian champions, but. Um, He'll tell you about all the predictions he got right on that show, but we yeah, need to remember that, yeah, that this one. This one will never be forgotten. He did such a good, such a good job. He tricked me into thinking that they were going to beat Ecuador in the opening yeah, game yeah. as well. I, I, I couldn't believe it. But, but again, Chris is the only one we can take any faith in to have actually watched Qatar ever. <laughs> That's I, true. I know no one else who even could probably spell Qatar, <laughs> let alone knew the other football team. Um, that is a very on, good point. On Senegal, um, is this just shows how little attention I've paid to them. Is Sadio Mane out of the whole World Cup? Or is he I don't know. Because he's in right, the squad. Okay. No, he's in the squad. But they keep talking about him and his non-appearances, and I don't know whether I've missed news about him being were. Like, he just hasn't got to a position where he's able to play. Because obviously with the the 26-man squads, you can take a punt on a player or two, like England have with Madison yes. and Walker. Um, I don't know what the Sadio Mane situation is. Let me have a quick Google. I, um, I had, a, He's, had a quick look, but all I kept just seeing was injured articles rather than... Uh, so I, as you do that, let me have a look at the... Ah, well, what have you got? What have you found? Well, this is... is this, um, maybe Mane's not going to play. This is a Liverpool et- Echo article about Gary Neville. <laughs> That's a, that seems a strange combination. Seems... But... <laughs> Gary Neville has expressed his sadness that neither Sadio Mane or Mohamed Salah will play oh. in the Qatar World Cup. Salah isn't in the competition. Uh, the African side after, uh, after the penalty. But Mane has since been ruled oh. out of the tournament after being unable to recover from injury, picked up while playing for Bayern Munich. Okay, so maybe he is definitely out then. Um, so yeah, yeah no so Sadio Mane for them. So that's a, massive, a big especially loss. obviously in game week three as such for them as well. Big player and. Um, but yeah. the, 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 the fella who scored the second, no, the first goal for Senegal, was it? I think the com- yeah, I think the yeah. commentator had said like he's quite 
highly talked about as well. Um, yeah, and they've got um, Saar from... Um, does he still play for Watford? Yeah. They still have some... They still look decent. I'm, I mean... They've got some big, big players, some big name players that we, that play a lot of high level European football that we we all know about, um, and they just play like this is the thing that we people love about the World Cup, right? Is you have some of these slightly different styles and a bit more. You have them playing with that slight sort of African yes. swagger and rhythm, and then the noise of the stadium is different. You have the Senegalese drummers all there, and. Um, I mean, they've won this game. They needed to win it, obviously. They now set up again, similar. To, we'll t- oh, move on absolutely. to the, the last game to talk about today. But they're set up in a, you know, a, a game that they win and they go yeah, through. I mean, yeah, perfect, perfect segment. Let's just move on to that game, and then we can combine the combine the table as well. So it was Netherlands one, Ecuador one. Um, started very well for for Holland. Six minutes in the game, uh, Cody Gappo scored, and then uh, obviously Enzo yeah. Valencia, but. I feel Ecuador were very unlucky in this game to not win again. Uh, yeah, they they had another gate, another goal ruled off for offside, which so, is yeah. right, rightfully so. But um, Holland have Holland have really yes. flat. Um, again, before I had all of the air taken out of my balloon by England tonight, I was uh, t- talking to some friends saying, like, "Holland don't scare me. I'd happily <laughs> to bring on Holland." Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. What have they done in in this tournament of any real note so far? They've got four points, but they scraped that that first win against Senegal, and then they've not really been inspired. Yeah, I mean, their only saving grace, you think, really, is the fact that they've got Qatar in the last game. You know, mm. yeah, they, I expect them to go through. I expect them to top the group, um, but. I don't think anyone who's I don't think anyone who's taking them on is going to be is going to be particularly bothered. I'm assuming if they top the group, they're probably going to play whoever comes. I, I assume it's out. A and B, yeah. So that's the great. Way. I take it it's top the A, V, B, group so, B, yeah. I take it that's how it works. Yeah. So they could get quite far into this tournament because just to you work know, in you know the draw, what? yeah. They do. They yeah, they do look quite flat. But in a one-off knockout game against Iran or USA, or maybe England. I get less England. I, like I said, I fancy them. Like, yeah, I'm absolutely. I mean, without being without being too harsh on Holland, I mean, I think, I mean, you'll definitely agree. But I think Van Dijk's obviously he's nowhere near the player he was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when you're looking through the team, I mean, the likes of like Nathan Ake who barely plays club football. Um, yeah, you've got uh, is it Daily Blind playing at left fullback. Um, Frankie De Jong, obviously, yeah. he's class. But even like obviously the the injury to Memphis Depay before the the competition is obviously hampered him because I think he was the top goal scorer. I heard Chris saying qualifying. So. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and he just does. He just looks off yeah. off the pace like it's come just slightly too soon for him. And you look through and you think back to the the Netherlands teams that have. Of old, not even that old for us, and they're always packed with world class yeah. attacking talent. Burkamp, Van Nistelrooy, yeah. Robin, uh, Van Persie. Um, where's there's, that there, here? There's none. I even had to, I, I scroll down to where I mean, I I probably know less um, 
you know, like international players than most, but they've still got Vincent Janssen on the bench. Um, Luke De Jong's, I mean, De Vriet, De Lit, um, I feel he was a player years ago, but it's like he went off the boil. Like, you know, all these players making the wrong moves too young as well, kind of hampered, you know, developments. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, d- I mean, Jeremy, Frank Pong's there. But, I d- remember d- him at Celtic. That didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, they're playing uh, Bergwijn and, and, and Gap, Gappo up front with with David Clanson <laughs> behind them. Um, yeah. like, it's very Van... It doesn't. No, it, it doesn't seems very scale, does it? The team as well. You know, it's just you know quite predictable setup. Um, I mean, the the goal Ecuador scored in this is just a, like a catastrophe of errors. Like right through, it was so easily avoidable. Mm. Um, and I mean, from like giving away passes and Aki just standing in the box again as, as Ener Valencia takes the tap and. Um, I mean, their goalkeeper had that Nopper. I don't know who Nopper as well, but he made a really good save. Maybe I think it was about five, ten minutes before it as well. Um, so I mean, they, they got so lucky in this game. I can't. I, can't, I mean, as you say, the, the offside goal that was disallowed was was rightly disallowed. But again, very sloppy from Holland to even to be in that situation. Yeah, well, and just looking here, just quickly, I know stats don't always make up the, like Holland have dominated possession, but they've had. They had two yeah. shots in the entire game compared 15, compared to yeah. Ecuador's fifteen. Only- one shot on t- one shot on target. The goal to to Ecuador's four. Like two corners to five. Like it's you can see that it's it it's they're just not doing anything with the ball. They're not. They are. It is like it will. It will probably bring out any Manchester United fan who saw Van Gaal, who yeah. remembers the Van Gaal era. Probably br- bring them out in hot, in cold sweats. The, the, like, I mean, we, we, you were talking about the attacking talent, and prime example is like even like I mean, Holland are obviously well renowned for like failing to win the major tournament, but they were always pretty football, and they were always they've not even been that. You know, it's not like they're even playing some nice yeah. football and you know getting bullied as such. They're just they're actually getting outplayed at times as well. Um, yeah, they're getting cut through too easy. I mean, Van Dyke's pace saves them a lot. Um, so even when he's not playing well, he's almost Kyle Walker esque at the moment. Like his pace is making up for a lot of a lot of errors. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, they're gonna they're gonna get a little bit further in this this competition. Maybe they can grow into it. Maybe they can come become a bit more cohesive. But they. They're going to need to find something because at the moment they're just uninspiring yeah, and uninteresting. Um, I mean, the point, so we've got Netherlands sitting top with, with four, Ecuador also on four. Um, pretty much everything's, everything's exactly the same between the two of them. So it's actually joint first, really. Um, everything's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Senegal with three points and obviously Qatar, as we mentioned, the host nation unfortunately going out. So last game for them, it'll be Netherlands v Qatar and then it'll be Ecuador-Senegal. So... I mean, we both kind of alluded. We, we reckon Netherlands are, are probably safe, um, safe to qualify. Can't see them really going out. Can't see them. Yeah, I'm just sorry. I was currently getting intrigued just to know because mm-hmm. the table I'm looking at shows ho- shows Holland yep. in first place, but I don't know what... why. Yeah, because it should it technically Holland should be Ecuador. Yeah, because because you'd imagine it would go out because... of order. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought as well. There must have to be. There must, must. We must be at a position where there has to be like a coin flip to decide be, which one of them yeah. would top the group because they both scored. Yeah, they both three, scored the one, same amount of goals. Goal difference of two. 
And four points, yep. Yeah. Um, and there's no... Maybe it's... Maybe it's... I don't know. Maybe it's done on seeding. Uh, yeah, quite possibly. Um, it, it would make for an interesting end of week three. <laughs> but I, I assume that seeding won't play a role if it yeah, ends Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that. this is almost just a cable... If Ecuador and Netherlands, for example, both go and win their next game 1-0, there must be some sort of decision. Whilst I want Senegal to go through, I also want this situation to... to <laughs> you want chaos, yeah. Let's root. yeah. It's a shame that we can't simultaneously root for chaos and for Senegal, yeah. Um, right, let's just briefly on that then, Adam. What's your, what's your prediction for the first and second in Group A then? Who, who do you think? Um... I think well, I think Holland will will finish. I, I think I want Senegal to go through as well. So I'm going to say Holland. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to say again. I'm going to still since you're picking that. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to take. I want both teams to win two 0 Ecuador and Holland. I, I right, you're going to go for chaos. So you're saying Ecuador, Ecuador and Holland, and it's yeah, going to come want, down to a coin I want them flip. to meet somewhere in the middle between the two games with a FIFA official flipping the coin. Yeah. on Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, we could do that at this tournament because it's only sort of nowhere exactly, sort of more yeah. than ten it's miles like away. They can meet up. Away for the UK, we'll be fine. Uh, yeah, get get them <laughs> on a helicopter. We don't even need. To, we can just if we get the captains mic'd up in each of the game, a, a FIFA official yeah. over over the over the screens, and then just just do it on the screen. Yeah, interactive. <laughs> they they can do like in the NFL. They can I'm, get a special coin minted. The with with the Qatar the the twenty twenty two logo on one Adam, side, FIFA on the other. We need to write to the FIFA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to ask you the question, obviously that you you probably don't want to answer. But what for Group B, Adam? Um, are, are England qualifying first or second? Yeah, yeah, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. So first, beat, first. beating Wales. Yeah, because 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 I'm still maintaining my position from earlier today, but yeah. Wales are absolute <laughs> pony. Um, I, I swear. And then, so obviously the, 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 the game that's going to be the most entertaining probably is the Iran-USA. How do you see it going? I think Iran Ooh. qualify. I think they've got a little bit more going forward. They just seem a little bit spicier. I think, I think they just need things to... the. Things, things to fall their way, take a chance or two. I, I think they'll create more chances. I think Iran will go through. Yeah, um, just, just, to, just to be, just to go the opposite. Like I'll, I'll, I'll pick, <laughs> I'll pick America. But I, I do agree with you. Having watched, I think it'll be, I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a really good game. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't, I would, if it goes the complete opposite way and and America go through. I'd have zero, zero I, just, my, my, surprises. I mean, I'll pick America again just to be just to be different. But I just don't see where the, the goals come from for America to win the game. Um, they're not they're not the best defensive. They're not terrible, but I, I just feel they just they work hard. But it's almost like a like a kids team as such. You know, they work really hard, but there's just they, I feel they just miss that bit of quality up front. And I think Iran are just almost they're, they're very creative. You know, they almost play like a like a typical yeah. non-European. You know, they're not playing that structured way that European teams that we're used to are set up. They just they're almost a bit more free. I feel. I think just the one as long as they don't fall into the trap of thinking a yes. draw gets they us through here. They need to play like they did today. Really, like yeah, they need to go out exactly like they did against Wales. Play play to win uh, the game. 
Um, and then that, I suppose, is the advantage. If they can go out and play like that and get one goal, they then have a two, essentially yeah, have a two-goal buffer. And, and again, I, I, no disrespect to America, but they don't really have that threat where you would feel that they could put so much pressure on. You know, like, you, you could see in England. No. I, the, only play, the only sort of... The only attacking player I'm worried about that for America is Pulisic. So they've got other good players in sort of further back in the pitch, but none of them worry me as, like you said, of sort of continuous pressure going to be able to like keep knocking at the door over and over again and you like yeah, a no, barrage of attacks. Um, right. So la- lastly on the World Cup, let's just quick look at tomorrow's games. So we have Tunisia, Australia, yeah. um, and France, Denmark for their group. But I- how, how, how are you thinking? Um, I think Australia are yes. rubbish as well. So I think, I think although that Tunisia Denmark game was quite flat and quite boring, um, I think Tunisia should have enough to to get through against Australia. Maybe one nil. Um, I think France Denmark. I think France could. Will find will will definitely find themselves up against more yeah. a much more of a challenge than than Australia and I think I was talking to my little brother before the before <laughs> England's game today and we were saying that sort of like the only of the the three teams that really have sort of impressed from a where you think that are real ch- contenders and challenges were at that point England Spain and maybe France but with France you had yes. to take into account the opposition I think this will be a bit a bit more of a test I think they'll probably they'll probably come through it but I think it'll be harder It'd be nice for them not to to see that. It's uh, nice when the French implode. Have, let them have a little bit of a challenge. But yeah, I think they'll probably I win two one. Given the, the start of the game, for me, they're probably they're one of the probably more clearer favourites now. I, I just feel I, I as much as Benzema is a world world class striker, I do feel they're better with Giroud. I feel he just he suits the system and players more. And I think France are very very dangerous. Um, I think there also seems to be a sense of like obviously, yes. Benzema's out, Pogba's out. I d- I'm not. I haven't. Fo- I haven't kept up on the fitness of like Rafael Varane. It seems a little bit like Mbappe's just gone right. Okay, this is the time. Yeah, to especially put it all the way Haaland has been boosted this year, and he's and him not being at the World Cup, yeah. he can almost make his mark. Yeah. You think he's got? You think? Do, you think yeah. he's trying to make a bit of an ego trip in a sort I, of I, I Messi really Ronaldo esque sort of. I mean, he next had, he's generation. had a few tantrums as we we've, it's well documented at PSG this year, and I think I think he's seen sort of stuff yeah, like yeah. that and the way Haaland's now. I genuinely do believe he's like, well, hold on, I, a bit like Pogba when France won the Euros. Was it the Euros when he had the the World Cup? Yeah, the last no, the World, World Cup. Cup when he had the the rousing speech, and he kind of put France on his shoulders. And a couple of those get, and, and I do feel yeah. this is like Mbappe's Pogba moment almost. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, you're, I think we're in agreement there. So I think France, right? Will probably so, go um, and the Group C, I don't know why we went D then C, but <laughs> um, we've Poland, Saudi Arabia, um, obviously, Saudi Arabia coming off their shock win. To... I think Saudi Arabia are going to ride, ride that wave. Um, I there was a bit in, I think it was half time. Which game was it in half time? I can't remember now. Where they showed um, some snippets that have been released from. They had right. cameras in the dressing room of the Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. game at half time. And they were showing Herve Renard's team talk. 
um, and him just going in on the players, just... He came in, he was all pally, and then he just went off and just... Their, their performance in the second half was was just fantastic. And I think that they're going to be buoyed by that. They're going to... I think that it probably may be something that the Westerners yeah. in us have overlooked is the fact that this isn't this World Cup isn't in Saudi Arabia, but it is the first World yes. ever World Cup in the Middle East. This is as close at the moment as Saudi Arabia are going to get to playing on home soil and maybe the closest they yeah. ever will get. I think that that's a big inspiration to them. I think Poland are flat and are there for the taking as well. I think an inspired Saudi Arabia can see an opportunity where they think we win this game. Yeah, and, and, and realistically, a, a draw is, is fantastic. And as you say, if they can carry the momentum mm-hmm. and even get three points, what what a result that is for Saudi Arabia, you know, beating Argentina then. And beating Poland with some real world-class talent in, in the squad as well. Obviously, not, not a world-class team by any means, but... Um, World Cup on um, the other game. Then does Messi and Argentina redeem themselves from Week One against Mexico? This is awkward for me because I think they do. Because and the reason this is awkward is because in the preview podcast again, this is exactly what I predicted. I said I could imagine. I didn't quite imagine it this dramatically. I said. Argentina will fuck this up some way where it means that there'll have to be a bit of magic, a bit of, and probably from Messi in the final game to make sure they qualify. Um, I also then said <laughs> I fancy Mexico to do quite well. So I, this is a hard game. And nothing, and I did the maths with my, I didn't realise so much. Again, me and my little brother were doing the maths earlier on today. Nothing but a win nope. is good enough for yeah. Argentina. Anything else, they're out. Um, I think they do it. Uh, I think they do it. But again, yeah. this will be a great game. This will be. This is why the, it's games like this, which is why the World Cup or international tournaments are so great in my eyes, because we can all accept that the quality of the football is not as good as club football. It's not as good as the Champions, like the knockout stages of the Champions League, where you're routinely watching the best players in the world with the best coaches doing all of the best things but it just means that little bit more to the players and the fans I think a lot of the time because it is your you're representing your nation and the jeopardy of a game like this for Argentina where the ramifications of losing this game are massive the World Cup's only every every four years the level of jeopardy in this game is what makes the yeah. It's, it's why so the four-team group stage is always fun, and it's why it's so disappointing. I mean, you always mention it, and I agree with you. That the Champions League group stages are are pointless because. Well, the problem with that as well is yeah, that they play each other twice. The four, they play each other like home Argentina and away. Losing that game, yeah. the first game is like, as you say, it's monumental. It's like it literally puts so much pressure on and. At, and like, like we, we can all agree, Messi is one of the greatest players we've ever seen in our lifetime. Um, but it puts a pressure not only on Argentina but on him because the amount of people he's going to have calling him a flop—not a flop, but you know what I mean. Like, but yeah. this is a black mark on his career if he doesn't turn up. I, I think that I don't know if you've watched the the Messi documentary on BBC. If you do, if you haven't, right, okay, I'll you watch, watch it. It's really, really good. And they do talk about how actually 
winning that Copa America for Argentina has take feels mm. like that's lifted a lot of that pressure off Messi because he has won yeah. an international trophy with Argentina. It's, yes, there is still that World Cup, and that comes from being at the very top table of that yeah, comparison absolutely. with Maradona, doesn't it? Essentially, it's essentially that. It's essentially in that finite air of the best two or three players in the world and where you're trying to make your decisions and the the arguments you're making to and for each different player and the fact that he has that card, if that means something to him. I think that the problem, additional problem for Argentina, where you mentioned that, is that I think that there is a team-wide, potentially a team-wide messy pressure as well of for sort of them. wanting to win it f- or for him yeah. as much as I mean, for the, the country. I, I watched a bit of the highlights after listening to the podcast. Uh, I think it was, were you on that one? I think it, it, was, it, it was Dave, I think it was Dave yourself. I think so, yeah. I want to say it was Carl actually. Um, and I, I think I watched the highlights after listening Possibly. to you guys. And I, I think it was Dave that brought the point that all the players were doing, as you, and you alluded to there, is as soon as they get the ball, all they're doing is looking for Messi, but then kind of stepping back, you know, leaving him to do it. You know, they're not making that follow and run, and they're not. And and I mean, Messi is 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 yeah. great, but against a team like a Saudi Arabia, against a, a a better team than Saudi Arabia, not a better team, a more structured and organised team like a like a, a Denmark, a France, you know, the, especially the European teams, Messi will get a bit more space and be able to create magic. But against teams like Saudi Arabia. Their philosophy yeah. is like work, 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 where they can double and triple up. And yeah, I think they. Yeah, this is something we talked about on one of the other shows. I can't remember. I yes, think when we were talking yes. about Japan, and I think Saudi Arabia got mentioned in Saudi Arabia got mentioned in there in terms of just some slightly, maybe like you're saying, some slightly unorthodox style playing styles. Um, and yeah, Saudi Arabia definitely had some of that—a little bit of niggle, a little bit of guile. Um, Step on your toes and like on you pressing on your toes. Yeah, not um, scared to double and triple up on on Messi as well because again they know the overload's not going to come elsewhere as well and that's where Argentina need to just be that little bit more braver. Almost use Messi as a decoy. Yeah, you know, sometimes, but it's a. It I mean, they've, a got, brave... they've, they've got enough attacking talent. Unlike Holland, yes. they have the they have the attacking talent to put on the pitch. I think maybe they just sometimes need. Well, what Argentina sometimes feel like they need from uh, from us is just a little bit more structure. Um, maybe some, like you're saying, not just give it to Messi. He'll do something virtuosic and special and he'll win the game. But sort of like have some ideas of, of moving the ball with purpose and trying to trying to attack certain areas. Um, we'll see. It's, like I said, a huge game. Absolutely huge. The, probably the first... Well, this is the first huge game of the World Cup, I think, because no one really cared about Qatar getting knocked out. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, that's fair. Um, right, well, that covers all today's and then gives a little preview for tomorrow. Um, yeah. Obviously, we'll be back. Not not me and you, but the this, the gang will be back tomorrow to cover. To cover I have no game. idea who signed up for tomorrow yet. Yeah. Potentially me, if I <laughs> have to come off the subs bench, we'll wait and Very see. Very good pause. Well, I'll, I'll be in reserve just in, just in case. Um <laughs> But yeah, thank you very much for, for joining me, buddy. 
Um, no, awesome, been great. Are you giving out your your your? So- are you back on social media? No, yeah. I don't on social media, so it's not yeah. worth it. Right, that's fine. How about how about you, Ali? Yeah. You can share your no, social media. I, I I don't give mine either, but you can find uh, okay. us at Man in the Post on all the all your social media stuff. Um, no worries. We we as you say we are bringing out daily podcasts for the World Cup. Um, yeah, right through through. Uh, not daily, obviously ga- game daily. Um, yeah, and, every match day there will be a podcast. Yeah, and as I say, this is the first one I've been on, and they have been tremendous. So thank you at home for always listening, because without you we wouldn't do it. Adam, thank yeah. you very much for joining me. No, thank you. And always remember, keep your man in the post. Yeah.